Well, hey, welcome to Praying the Psalms. This is a daily podcast from Doxa Church in Madison, Wisconsin. And as the church finds itself isolated from one another physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms as a way to join ourselves together spiritually. We want to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves. And most of all, we want to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who has joined himself to us. And if you're listening closely, the birds outside, they are especially amped about this psalm this morning. And so why don't you get excited too? Pull out your Bible and spend some time today in Psalm 76. Psalm 76 is a song depicting God as the divine warrior who lives among and he fights for his people. So some people throughout history, they've thought of God as a distant and disinterested God. Distant from mankind. And and this theory is that he created us and designed us in the beginning, but then he took a big step back to just let things play out. We're smaller than ants compared to him, and he's too great to be concerned with us. But again and again, the Bible, it gives us a picture of God as both powerful and personal. A God who exists outside of space and time, but somehow is present in the moments of our life at this very point in history. So listen to how the beginning of this song talks about the nearness of God. It says, In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. So the song is saying that God lives among his people. His name is known and worshipped in the particular place of Judah, Israel, Jerusalem, and, and Zion. This would have been absolutely shocking to a non-Jew because the power of their gods made them unapproachable. The coming of Christ only made this reality more clear. In Christ, God in all of his glory came and dwelled among us. The Apostle John, he recorded one of Jesus' last prayers before he went to the cross in John 17. And in it, Jesus talks to God the Father about their plan to dwell intimately with humanity. Notice in the text, how he doesn't downplay his power and glory, but how he wants to share it with us. This is what he says. Father, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you gave me, because you have loved me before the foundation of the world. God is powerful and glorious. And as we shall see in just a second, he is a warrior who fights for his people. But he doesn't fight for us from a distance. He fights for us like we live in the same house. Like if an intruder tries to break into my house at night, Caitlin doesn't need to call me to come help. I'm already there. And the psalm says, In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem. His dwelling place is in Zion. And now, if you're a Christian, God is near to you like he was for ancient Israel. And even more than that, as Jesus was talking about, the Holy Spirit of God has taken up residence in your heart. He is powerful and he is personal. And prayer is paying attention to his nearness in our lives. I'll repeat that. What we're doing when we pray, one of the things we're doing when we pray, is we are paying attention to his nearness in our lives. 
So would you pause with me for just a minute and just, just realize with me that God is near to you wherever you are right now. So God is present and personal among his people and he is also powerful to fight for us. Listen to how the song now continues to describe him as the divine warrior. It says, In Judah God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem. His dwelling place in Zion. There, in those places, there he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains full of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. God breaks the weapons and completely stops the enemies of his people from being able to harm them. It's a picture of these men of war being unable to use their weapons, lying stunned because of the rebuke of a greater warrior. He flexes his glory and his majesty with ease, and he disposes of these armies. If you read the Old Testament, it's full of real historical military battles where we see God do exactly this on behalf of Israel. But for us today, we see this psalm fulfilled in a different historical moment. The Apostle Paul describes the event this way in Colossians chapter 2. He says, And you, you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. The rulers and authorities that Paul refers to here are the evil spiritual beings, Satan and his demons, these these evil beings that actually lie behind all human manifestations of evil in the world. And as much as they are able to influence devastating evil in our world still to this day, they have been disarmed and triumphed over by Jesus the divine warrior of Psalm 76. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, he took with him the sins of his people, the debt that stood against us, and he forgave us. And when he forgave sin, he disarmed the rulers and authorities. He broke the flashing arrows and weapons of war, which are the accusations of Satan against sinners. His only weapon against us, Satan's only weapon against us, was to accuse and condemn us for our unforgiven sin. And when that was nailed to the cross, he was completely disarmed. So listen to Psalm 76 again now in light of the cross. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains full of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. Satan was disarmed. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. Jesus is near to you today, and Jesus fights for you today. So here's a question for you. If the weight of your sin is gone, then why would you carry the weight of the world 
on your shoulders. The rest of this song, it's about how God fights against this the proud, but he fights for the humble. Fights against the proud and fights for the humble. Listen to how it ends. He says, but you, you are to be feared. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment. The earth feared and was still when God arose to establish judgment to save all the humble of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you. The remnant of wrath you'll put on like a belt. Make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared, who cuts off the spirit of princes who is to be feared by the kings of the earth. So your job today is not to establish judgment and save the world. That's his job, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Psalm 76 said. Your job is to make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. In other words, walk humbly and faithfully with him in light of what he has done for you. Your greatest performance is to trust in his performance for you every second of your life. To know and to trust that he is near to you and he is for you. So let me just give you some quiet space right now to do what the psalm says, to stand in fear of him, which is a a type of holy awareness of who he is and who he is for you. Amen.